Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Cousins, and today we are reviewing Collision. Now, to review Collision, we would have Dave. I'm sure he's due in very, very soon. He's uh, Normally, he's trying to get him on these morning shows that... Uh, he has issues with, but now he's having an issue on an evening show. And I'm sure he will join us, but it is, but I do have a great replacement slash another tree, a part of the trio lined up and all things all elite with the the face of the Honor Elite Facebook page. Gary Joe, I believe it's morning to you. It is. It's currently 11.07. And uh, like I uh, told Dave, I definitely want to make this an ongoing theme where I will step in to do a collision review every single Sunday. Um, if that's going to be a thing, Adam, I would be very honored, so to speak, to certainly do this every Sunday for you guys, because hitting the Turnbuckle podcast, damn it, is the place to be. I am so proud of these guys. So. Thanks, Gary. I'm sure. I'm sure we can. Uh, I'm sure we can get you on for more collision reviews. Um, before collision, and when me and Dave normally do AEW reviews in general, we normally round up um some news and tidbits that have come out since one show finished to one show started and there was a couple um after dynamite um, into collision none of them particularly great to be honest but i'm sure uh, a great AEW fan can give us more insight and maybe a good uh, maybe a difference of opinion which people don't always um well don't always appreciate in a lot of ways they see something and it's it's to the death and they don't really give it the other second thought um the first one's actually pretty sad. It's uh, Jamie Hayter, unfortunately, um, is out indefinitely. Um, she's not going to make all in, uh, in at the end of next month. Uh, devastating blow, uh, Gary. Obviously, we wish Jamie Hayter all the best in her recovery, but a real devastating blow at really the wrong time. Yeah, the timing is very unfortunate for Jamie. Um, you know, like injuries really suck. You know, it's, tr it's true. And I always, you know, the thing that really plays in the back of my mind sometimes with these injuries, it's kind of like the injury bug that was occurring with Forbidden Door 2022. Yeah. Great pay-per-view. The hype was circling around AEW for it. Injury after injury after injury. And it sucks that we're losing Jamie for this show. I'm hoping she gets a cameo or she can actually make an appearance on there. Uh, come out to the crowd, thank them, yeah. um, hype them up a little bit because, after all, she is the the hometown girl for sure. She is, and as if by magic, he appears. Dave Sorry about that, Robinson. This is all right. We've only just started scratching the surface of tidbit news prior to collision, so we were just talking Jamie Hater uh, injury, big blow to the not only to the AEW to the division as a whole. How does that change all in, Dave? Do you think? Yeah, I think I think that is a bigger issue as well. And we've talked about the women's division and stuff. Obviously, there was a lot planned around Jamie Hayter and the whole outcast storyline. So it has affected the whole division as as much as you know, just losing that one one wrestler. Um, it's a big blow because I'm sure that he had Tony Khan had big plans for Jamie Hayter at Wembley, either kind of regaining the title or certainly in a featured match. Um, but it gives some of the others. I mean. 
you look at Willow Nightingale, you've got Soraya, you've got, you, there's still a lot you can do. So, yeah, it's, uh, more really, it's a bigger shame for her herself personally, because yeah. she may, you know, all the, these Wembley shows, obviously, they're not going to happen all too often. Uh, hopefully, AW did plenty more in the UK in the, in the years to come, but this is the first one. Yeah. So, yeah, gutting for Jamie. Um, hopefully, I, I don't know what actually is it a shoulder issue? So, that's uh, the thing that's weird, Dave. Oh, sorry, Adam. No, no, you are the man <laughs> fountain of knowledge. Go, go, go. <laughs> I appreciate it, dude. Um, obviously, this company excites me. So, you know, the thing with Jamie is, I mean, that's just it, man. It's an undisclosed injury. Um, I'm assuming something with her shoulder because that's what she was holding when she got injured. Yeah. Um, now, we can we could take this to a grain of salt with Dave Meltzer because you know how he is. This is the one that's reporting it. You never know. Um, I look at it this way. I try to think of the positives. Let's hope the best, not only for Jamie to heal better, but maybe there will be a swerve um, to all this um, where they kind of pull the thing with Jade Card Gill and all of a sudden Chris Statlander made a surprise return. Um that's what I'm hoping for because, yeah. you know, when I do UK Fan Month honor, on Honor the Elite, a lot of people I know are going to mention Jamie Hayter. So, um, like, well, nothing against Soraya. Nothing yeah. against Soraya. I mean, I guess that's a curveball you can do with the outcast slowly splitting up or something. But I, I don't want that to happen either. But, um but yeah, I, I just I'm curious to see what they're gonna do. Um, but Hopefully, if she doesn't make she can't enough. wrestle, she can still appear or she can still be part of the weekend. I'm sure she'll she'll be there, you know, experiencing oh, it. Yeah. But yeah, shame. It is it is gutting for Jamie. And it's like we we all send the well wishes here and hope she makes more more importantly the healthy recovery and takes as long as it needs to to get any injury uh, resolved. Um, and the, the women's division is going to be a theme of these new tidbits. Um. Next one to come out was Jade Cargill hinting at an AEW exit. Now, I know kids watch this show, so I'm going to, but I'm still, she is what I class as the Vince McMahon wet dream women. <laughs> Look at what he goes, like, you know, WWE have always been synonymous with these big guys and all this, and, and you can see what he's doing in, you know, with the likes of Rhea Ripley and, and people like that. Um, Gary Joe, is this maybe trying to sniff us away from the fact that she's coming back maybe to replace Jamie Hayter rather than she's taking uh, potentially leaving the company. You know, if I can be honest here, I, I don't think Jade's got to leave. Again, this is coming from Meltzer. It's not coming from Jade Cargill doing a mm -hmm. tweet on Twitter, That's posting it. her displeasure being pissed off. Because I always say, I mean, I appreciate what these insiders do. I really, really do. But at the same time, then all of a sudden, these talents come out saying, I never said this. So that that's until I hear from the horse's mouth, I believe in when I see it. Jade Cardgill, people can say what they, what they want on her, but Jade Cardgill is hands down one of the biggest important pieces that you need in this division. You know, she has, I mean, I agree with you, Adam. She has the physique that WWE would die over for. Like, she has it all, man. She She's really money, <laughs> like it or not. I mean, <laughs> you know, so I, I don't I don't see Jade leaving. 
will she come back as a face to challenge Tony Storm? I don't think it's going to happen that soon, um, but I want to hate it. Uh, I think Jade will actually get a reaction um, as well. So um, if that's the curveball they do, Adam, I, I, I love the... I love the way you're thinking on that. So. Uh, we, I was fantasy booked the other. I was fantasy booking the dynamite room. We was mentioning that Scotty Too Hotty was uh, producer, and Dave come yeah. up with the the name. Me and him would be too bald to be the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you know, I love you guys. <laughs> he, he's lucky that he's still employed after a few of his top tens, but we won't go there. Um, Dave, um, <laughs> touching on Jade Cargill a second here. Would it be, because obviously I'm going to touch on one other thing about the women's division and I'm going to hit on to something about All In before we hit Collision. Um, is it going to, is it kind of, do you think that, or is Jay playing the sort of hardball thing? You know, I don't know. I don't know the contract situation. We, and nobody really knows it. Not even Melter may have an idea. The only people that really know the contract is talent and the management. Is this a I, hardball thing? No. Well, I don't think it's about money or anything like that. She's mega successful and not only she's successful, but her partner, um, yeah. you know, absolutely minted. So in terms of contracts, anyway, even if it was, Tony Khan could probably pay her whatever she was demanding. So I don't think it's about that. Um, it's probably just about um, how much she does away from wrestling and how, how she divides the time. Um, I don't think she will be satisfied with um, the way she's gone out, if she's not going to come back, so I, I, th I definitely think she'll come back. I don't think she's done with wrestling. I don't th think she's done with AEW. I think AEW is the place where, you know, she she knows she's appreciated. So, and and if if it was solely a financial decision, and then you could say, yeah, I'm sure the WWE would be interested in her, but she doesn't need the she doesn't need the WWE money to be honest. And I think she'll I think she'll be back sooner or later. Hopefully. Um, soon, you know. Yeah, well, the WWE uh, lost out in the bidding war to Roosh, so maybe it's not and such a money thing. Um, so, anyway. I just realized something as well, too, fellas. What? There, there's one person that she praises time and time again for her career, and that's why I don't see her leaving AEW as well, and Brian Danielson. That, uh, yes. That's who's helping her train, and that's maybe that's why she took time off maybe because she just wanted to get trained to be better she wants to yep. be above the ranks of the Britt bakers of the company that's maybe what she wants and i don't blame her because she's she's got potential oh, it's yeah. just on you know just the tbs title picture unfortunately <clears throat> you know it kind of steered her into a head scratching booking sometimes because you know you're making her win matches when you're trying to compare a Goldberg streak, which I'm yeah. going there. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's another thing that people got to remember too, um, is Brian Danielson's there. Again, That that's who brought her in, was yeah. technically I think Danielson. she'll want to do him proud, and she'll want to come back and, and show that she is much improved as a wrestler, because as you say, to, to, to look at, and she just looks like a star from the second she walked into AEW, um, but obviously she's had to train and get better in ring. Um, so she's not going to want to, after all that hard work and every, all the work that she'd done with Brian Danielson, she's not done with AEW by a long shot. I, I'd be very surprised. No, I think it's safe bet that we'll see her very soon uh, back in the AEW. Um, we've got to talk women's division one more time. Unfortunately, and again, not necessarily. No, unfortunately, let's let's give the women some spotlight. And, you know, well, yes, we, that is book women better. Um, 
So there was a story picked up. There's a lot of unhappiness backstage. Again, this was a melter. And again, I always say you take everything with a grain of salt. But in this hindsight, there is no smoke without fire. So there's maybe an element of, of truth to somebody's story. There's a that they're unhappy with the way things are going. There was a a veteran that come in and basically just said that they had it really was crapped on Britt Baker and people like that um, that come out. I think come out last week. I mean, they shared a match last year, which I was a bit weird that she had a match last year and then done this coincidentally when we're talking about this booking women better. Uh, you, know, you said off air that you had something to say on this, so I'm just going to say. There you go. There's the floor. Take it. So I'm going to lead this to positive. I'm going to lead this to negativity to some positivity. Cool. Let's start off with the negativity because this should not be ignored. The women's division in AEW to me is one of the unfortunate pieces that AEW is having a tough time to connect with. I have no idea what it is. I don't know who is doing the booking. Um, but, you know, for what I understand, Kenny Omega is helping with this division. You know, you're also having a couple pieces as well. Um, I think Christopher Daniels is another one, and then somebody else I don't remember. But they really need to step up their game when it comes to this. Um, I want to see more than a what? Like, okay, Independent Star, I love her, Kayla Sparks, but was it really needed? Britt Baker to win her with like in a minute and a half. That's exactly what I said. Um, when it was Bloody yeah. Guts a couple weeks ago, like you, you you don't need to do that. You know, you need to actually feature at least two women's matches. I, I, I don't care if one match is two minutes and then the next match at least do it for like 10 minutes or something. Um, sure, there's video package throughout the show, but I want to see more. Okay. You know, everybody's having the hype around Sky Blue. Great. Get her into it. A match, and I'm not saying against an, an independent talent, and that's not a knock on the independents. It's just, you know, I I, I want to see also more of Statlander. Um, maybe I'm being biased on that, <laughs> um, but it's just it feels like sometimes there's just no sense of direction in the division, and that's very unfortunate because to me. On paper, this is one of the best women's divisions in the world. Um, you know, like, sure, you know, like, but like, they're so young. And like, I want these young talents, like the ones that I mentioned, Sky Blue, I want them to succeed, but you've got to book them a lot better. Yeah. Um, but this is where I'm going to turn into the positives with all this crap storm that's been happening on AEW's division this week TK really really listens to the ongoing negativities and the ongoing jabs with his company and he turns it around with some actions and that's what I love about TK he really listens to that criticism um, let's say if Kenny Omega is running it let somebody else run it um, Maria Canellis has spoken up about it recently. She would love to help out with the women's division. Maria Canellis, she was a damn good mindset with the ROH women's division. Yeah. Um, you know, you need to get somebody that actually has a vision for the women's division. And it just, just that's the only thing that really, well, there's a couple more things, but one of the that. Eric's my nerves a little bit is the direction mm. of that division. 
And last thing I want to say, don't be like that fan. I made that tweet on Taya Valkyrie. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it, but yes. I posted on my page yeah. and it was just downright disgusting. Um, yeah. just, just support the women because they're just as good as the men. Exactly. And Dave, I'm going to throw a name. I don't know if he's still employed in Connecticut, so forgive me. And if he is, you can rinse me on Twitter. Fit Finley. Yeah, I'm not sure what Fit's up to these days. Um, haven't heard much about him for a while. He used to appear quite frequently in the security segments and yes. pull apart brawls and stuff. And no, I haven't seen him. So yeah, he, that could be somebody great. I mean, I think AEW have been unlucky with some injuries because obviously we discussed Jamie Hayter. Thunder yep. Rosa is another one that, you know, that division would have been centered around and she would have been featured prominently in some of the, the more, you know, the, the better storylines and the storylines when it comes to the title. So they've had to adapt and um, we haven't got the best out of them. Um, you've got Serena Deeb, who's apparently sitting at home. She's ready to come back. Uh, I really love what she was doing in terms of her kind of beat the clock challenge. Um, so that's mm. something that they, that's an easy, quick thing that they could do. Just reintroduce Serena Deeb. Um, hopefully there's no issues between her and AEW because she, she was the, you know, when she was performing at that level, she was one of the best women wrestlers in the world. Um, so I'd like to see Serena back. I also question whether there's something coming from above in terms of, um, you know, Warner Brothers and Discovery and the women's wrestling, because it seems to be that the Ring of Honor women matches are booked pretty well. So, and it, you'd think it's the same company, it's the same people at the helm doing it. So maybe there's some directive coming from above that they want less women matches for whatever reason. Maybe maybe when they analyze the ratings, there, there's a dip for the women's matches. You would think not, given what Willow Nightingale and Athena did a few weeks ago. Um, but Tony Khan is getting a lot of flack for it, um, and he books Ring of Honor. So th there may be something that there's probably something, a lot of things that we aren't aware of. Um, but I'm certainly positive about the future of the women's division. As you say, Gary Joe, he will, Tony Khan will be acutely aware of the criticism and all the noise, particularly in the last week or so. So I'm sure they'll be making great strides to improve the division. You know, didn't even have to be aware; you just have to look at a sign. Oh, yeah, exactly. She was there. Was it, on yeah. the telly. And, and you know, he'll go to bat as well. If it is if it is an issue with the with Warner Brothers or Discovery, um, he will go to bat and say, Look, we want to do this with our women's division. We need you to have faith in us. So to re, you know, to counter with that, no pun intended. <laughs> um, Dave, you said it right on the nose, man. Actually, I should have known this. So a year and a half ago, um, it was reported, and thankfully it was from a reliable source um, that I depend on, <laughs> that uh, Warner Brothers Discovery really wanted Tony to limit the women's division. Um, I think what Warner Brothers is having an issue with, um, you know, they're probably having that WCW mindset, and the reason why I'm bringing WCW into comparison with this, because WCW, there was just no focal point on the on a woman's division at all no and i think that's the mindset they're getting you know they're probably thinking well the men are the money not the women and that's a shame um yeah yeah i'm not saying that's the case here but if it is damn um but i you said it perfectly as well dude you know that ring of honor match athena and willow nightingale for the roh women's title that went 21 minutes 
Yeah. Damn good match. That was probably a match of the year contender for AEW for their women's division. Um, so I would say. I know this is again, this is where I backpedal and I just say, I don't think this is really TK's doing. Um, I really don't think so. Um, plus in AEW's defense, it's kind of hard, you know, when you're, when your roster is so strong the way it is and you only get technically four live hours of TV time and it's, that's just the only thing that's tricky, you know. Um, yeah, he gets a women's match on Rampage, but you know that kind of gets spoiled. <laughs> yeah. But and then the women, supposedly woman in the back, is also voicing their frustration as well to Tony. Yeah. And again, I think he's gonna he's gonna learn from this. And I, I just I want that I want those women to succeed. Yeah. You know, I'm talking yeah. about the the upcoming stars. So. Yeah, we all definitely do. Um, last piece of news before we move on towards a great program uh, <laughs> this, this morning for us, um, last night for the great guys in the state. Um, all in now, Dave. We spoke um, about this uh, when we done the dynamite review, and we said, well, we was hoping that there was going to be some form of match announcement on collision to get it started because we're getting very close to the mark here. Um, without a match. Now, we did get something, which, you know, we, we'll put it out there, CM Punk said he will be there uh, at Collision, uh, go Collision, uh, uh, all in. But my question to both of you, and Dave, go first. Is all in at this, in, in very, what's the word? Is all in, or could potentially all in become an all afterthought? Because they've got two pay-per-views in the space of the week, which is unheard of. In wrestling, I don't remember the last time it's ever happened. We haven't got a show. Bully Ray come out and just said, "Don't announce a match. Just get the stadium for one and start." Um, is that a good idea now? Because it does seem to think that now even any matches that get announced now, you look at Forbidden Door. They sold out before that, and then they announced two absolute blockbusters. And we sat here saying this was a great idea. You could fulfill that stadium twice over with those two match announcements. They backtracked on this, and I'm getting concerned that they might be overlooking this. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Um, I think next week we'll have some matches. CM Punk mentioned it on Collision, uh, and and something else happened on Collision that we'll discuss, which would mean there might be another kind of feature match. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I've done this before with AEW when they've not booked too much going into the pay per view, and it seems a little bit you know last minute. But then the quality of matches that are announced are so good that. Um, it's kind of like let's not micro, let's not you know analyze it too much. I'm sure Tony Khan knows exactly what matches are going to happen at All In and exactly what matches are going to happen at All Out. And there's cer- certain things that's happened in the storyline, such as the finish to the main event on Collision, which would affect that card. So you can't announce stuff too early because yeah. the stories don't make sense then. There so, you go. Oh, sorry. Go on, Dave. Finish. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just I'm totally gonna yeah. I've got full confidence that next week we will have a couple of matches to discuss. Good. Gary Joe, we they mentioned there was a match that's been rumoured now, which is Chris Jericho and Will Ospreay, which over here in the UK got literally crapped all over. They don't want to see it. They want to see Ospreay Omega 3. You know what people have been like with Chris Jericho. Dave, you've been a big um, uh, advocate of you know Chris Jericho. 
can't, can't really go anymore, you know, in, in terms of... a little bit. All my thing with Jericho is less mm. is more. He's got a yeah. he's got a spot in AW. Absolutely, you know, and yeah. I don't want to see him go anywhere. I want him to see him stay in AEW, but I don't want him to hog too much of the limelight when you've got so many other young up and coming stars. And I didn't want a WCW situation, and mm. and that's what I've mentioned with Jericho. I'm a big yeah. fan of his, um, but yeah, I. If you're talking about that match in particular, I'll let you go now, Gary Joe. But yeah, Osprey, Omega, or Jericho, um, Osprey, there's no comparison really. So I'm going to say this no way in hell the show becomes a bust. Um, like, I, I don't see that happening. And the reason why I say that, yeah, I think we all want a card. I mean, we really, really do. But I look at it this way um, as a fan perspective um, and a wrestling fan in general as well. So, number one, that I think there's going to be something else to this with Jericho um, and Will Ospreay. I think we're going to see a tag match. I think we may be going to see Takashka and Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega and Jericho. Um, there's no way Kenny misses this show. Kenny has some beef with Takashka. Um, I look at it this way as well, like, you know, obviously the direction they're going is Don Callis getting his own faction. Will Ospreay is probably going to be the leader of that faction. Um, maybe Aussie Open will join them as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, just go out of left field, put Kenny in that match, because that way, you know, they can please everybody with Ospreay and Kenny being in that. Do I like the thought of Jericho being in a match with Ospreay? I will be honest, no. Um and that, that, I just, Jericho can't keep up with Osprey. I mean, that, that's just not realistic to me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Jericho's career is winding down as well. You know, I, I think he's just coming to a close, you know, the end of the chapter. You know, he still has another two and a half years left in AEW. So he probably just wants a big moment like that. Um, but yeah, back to the show, man. Like, who remembers the first all-in? I do, and that is they just put a random card together for the fans to enjoy. Wrestling fans to reunite, realize there's actually something there. Um, and it was a really cool time. That was in front of like 11,000, 12,000 people. Here we are now at Wembley. Yeah, again, we want the card, but guess what? AEW's ticket sales are still going higher and higher and higher. And, the, you know, they're, they're just literally, I want to say they were, what, 8,000 tickets away from yeah, that... passing the all-time record? Like, oh, that's, clo that's closer than that. Closer than that. <laughs> I think so, too. So I, I don't think that's stopping, you know, AEW to make this a dud or an afterthought show. I love what Dave said. You know, um, because Tony does really execute a damn good show every single time. Um, and there's just no way this leads to one of the, you know, afterthought shows ever for AEW. I, I know TK is going to pull out all the stops to make this one of the biggest and best shows of all time and their early existence. Um, so... I mean, like, like I keep saying, I have that 
positive mindset. Yeah, it sucks because I do want a card as well. But like when we talk about collision, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. But um, I I just have no doubt in my mind. This show is just gonna execute it on all angles, and obviously, seven days later, <laughs> you have all out. And but TK is already he already actually has a match locked in stone yes. for that already, and that's Darby and Christian or Luchasaurus whatever whoever um it's just it's excuse my language guys but it's ballsy to do <laughs> two shows in seven days but well and the dynamite and the collision in between that's so four really i mean that's i mean maybe it could be overexposure but then again you know you really want to generate the hype going into all in um so i'm just i just have no doubt in my mind all in's going to be a damn good show. Speaking of damn good shows, let's bring on Collision. I, I still love the opening when they do these old school interviews about the matches they've got. I love that still. Yeah. And when I always say on a show, I always sit here and go, you need to start a show hot to pique your interest. I mean, I think we got second degree burns on this one, didn't we? Um, Andrade, Buddy Matthews in a ladder match for Andrade's mask. Um, what didn't this have? Uh, we even had Buddy Matthews getting his shoulder popped back in, in during the picture-in-picture. Picture. Um, we had him getting hanged half. There was a big table spot between Julia Hart and, and uh, Buddy. And at the end, obviously, Andrade uh, picks up the win. But Dave, when you start a show like that, you, you kind of just know what's coming. Yeah, I was so happy as well that they started with this because, you know, we knew what the main event was going to be. So you didn't want this to, in any way, risk getting lost in the shuffle, which it, it was never going to. But the way they started the show was was absolutely electric. Um, Andrade rocking some new gear as well, which yep. which I like. I can see Andrade now going on to be one of the top guys in AEW. Look, he already is, but a real consistent run, which leads to kind of a world championship, the world championship picture for him. Um, I'm such a fan of all of the guys in House of Black um, and I'm so glad that they got this featured match and it was up first and it's getting such a positive reaction online as well. It's absolutely great. And it wasn't, there wasn't, in Matt sort of, it wasn't sort of interference heavy. Because Gary Joe, one of the things that me and Dave spoke about Thursday was um, now Roosh has re-signed, was we going to get an LFI uh, reunion, so to speak, on collision? So it didn't happen, but I mean, overall, what a way to kick off the show like this is what i mean with collision man like they just really really get you invested like from bell to bell um you know so yeah the beginning was uh it was exciting and then obviously when they just going on the match like he had oh my gosh like a power bomb to Buddy Matthews from like the ladder, like the bridge of the ladder, that looked like I'd heard it was pretty cool. Yeah, the Very sunset cool bomb, spot. wasn't it? It was like sunset flip <laughs> the power bomb. Something, man. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, and then you saw Buddy do a move on um Andrade as well. One thing that I really loved about this match is this is what I love about Julia Hart, is she really because again, this this brings me back to the women's division. Book them in something like this. Highlight them in something. Because this was perfect. Julia Hart, man. Kudos to her on Andrade's back. And it was worrying me for a minute because you're so high up. I'm like, oh my gosh, Julia. <laughs> and the way she was just 
losing her balance and it's just it made me nervous for her but she took it like a champ she took the this is sparta maneuver um <laughs> right on to uh buddy matthews man it just what a hell of a match um i don't think this feud's over i do love the mindset with adam i think we're gonna get roosh eventually there could be there could be a match right here for all in lfi versus the house of black for the trios titles could it be in a, a um, house of black rules Wait, really? yes that's kind I, of stopped hasn't that. it recently it has but i think it's just you know for whatever reason malachi just wasn't attending into canada shows as much um yeah but yeah no way this feud is over um but kudos to rush by the way congratulations on his new contract um, he's liked my stuff on uh, Facebook, yeah, and that is that's just bone chilling, and that that's his legit Facebook. So that is so cool. Um, that, that was brilliant. But, but like, <laughs> see, I I'm a massive fan of Roosh, and um, I wish he'd have been on more lately. But the, the thing you got to say about AEW, the way they book, uh, cycle guys in and out, it always like when Roosh comes back now, it's going to be a big moment. It's going to be a big comeback, and they generate those moments. By allowing the wrestlers to have plenty of time off, to have family time, Roosh has recently become a dad, or I don't know if it's his first child, but I think his wife's had a baby. Um, so you can't really, from a wrestler's point of view, that's great. And from a fan's point of view, we get this great big moment when Roosh makes his return. So um, I'm sure, as you say, this feud isn't finished and and we do ultimately get that at some point. Hopefully so. Um, we go to the back. Miro gets assaulted by Aaron Solo. I have a feeling I know where that's going. Uh, in, in the future, uh, a squash uh, victories for Miro. Um, Darby Allen was looking for a fight this week. He got uh, one. Yeah, he, he got one. <laughs> All right. Um, Minero Suzuki, the king, uh, comes out. If you're looking for a fight, he's the last person that you want to meet down a dark alley. Um, I, I cringed at a few of these moves that come out of this match. There was a couple to the outside. The where, suicide uh, dive to begin with. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. I feared for Derby and he just bounced back up as if he was just yeah. like done. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I um, thought that was the one that was really going to hurt him. So, uh, Gary Joe, quickly from you, where are they going with Derby? We know All Out is, the match is locked in. He's got the yeah, TNT uh, championship. Is this just sort of feeder to build him towards that before? I mean, he's going to have a showcase match, surely, uh, all in. Um, but where are they? Where are they going with Derby at the minute? You know, I, I'm very curious to see where they will go with Derby. Um, you know, because he's always got something new. Um, I think, if anything, you know, he's going to, you know, be the sidekick uh, for a little while with Nick Wayne because he's new. Um, that's who pretty much brought him into AEW. So I think it's going to be like a mentor. Um, so he's probably going to, I don't think Darby's going to be on a part-time basis, but it's just one of those things. What's next for Darby? He's he's just he's done everything in AEW right now, and you know, so I mean, with this match last night with Suzuki, I thought it was a blast. The pop was amazing, by the way. Yeah. Um, my friend Justin Del Rio, literally his last name, um, <laughs> he uh, he was at that event, and he said it. The crowd was really loud uh, for Suzuki and that match in general. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see if he will become a I think a four time uh, 
TNT champion, which will be the most title reigns with that title. Um, so I, I love Darby man, no matter what he does. Um, I do agree with you as well. I think he will be at all in, um, maybe an attack match with sting. Um, I think so. But yeah, too. we shall see. Um, and just to go and reverse a little bit, the whole thing with Miro, I don't know what's going on with that, but I think now that Aaron Solo got to him, I think now the next feud from Miro is going to be Powerhouse Hobbs. Oof, that would be a take, take my money if that's the case. Um, <laughs> Dave, just, just quickly on this, uh, and Gary J mentioned it, um, Darby Allen uh, yeah, could win the, the TNT title for the fourth time in about three years. Um, we've had this discussion before um is it is it going to be the case of this is just going to be the feeder title for aw um i i think i i'm not so sure that derby's going to win the title um but i think it'd be a great match with luchasaurus and you've got the christian element as well yeah. i think the week before it could just be christian and luchasaurus against sting and derby you know that seems like a pretty logical match for the story christian good safe pair of hands working with stinger as well so I could certainly see that match um, featuring on All In. Um, in, re- in regards to Derby, everything he does in AEW is good. And I love the little video packages. And I, I think Derby's more and more involved with the production of those video packages as well. Because the stuff that I watch, it seems to have the same kind of feel. I mean, even the hook video that we saw yeah. uh, on Dynamite, that was a very Derby Allen-esque production, if you ask me. Um, mm-hmm. So he's a major, major vital part to all elite wrestling uh, in front of the camera and behind the camera. Um, and I'm sure you'll have matches both all in and all out and they will be great matches. Yes. As yeah. this match was at Collision. Yes. And I love the end sequence as well. How they finished this. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a num- there was a number of sequences going into the actual finish, but the choke finish where Darby managed to get the pin down and then Suzuki... L- Loses it on the outside of the ring. I yeah. thought I thought that was great. Really, really strong episode of Collision this week. Yeah, really well done. Um, the next part was there were Christian Common and Carty's typical Christian promo. How he's the uh, TNT champion. Um, many, but he's saying that uh, Darby does seem distracted by Fox and Swerve. Um, we get a bit of a promo for the women's title match. So we know there's going to be a women's match on Dynamite this week. Uh, Sheeta and, and Tony Storm. Um, the next one. Samoa Joe against Gravity. <laughs> um, now forgive me. Um, I'd never seen Gravity until Dynamite. Um, and then he's taking on Joe, and I'm thinking, um, Samoa Joe. Um, you know, he gets Gravity got a bit of offense. Samoa Joe done his walk away like Gravity does when he went to the top and done a move. But <laughs> Gary Joe, uh, just another win for a uh, immensely talented and old-school style wrestler in Samoa Joe. I freaking love Samoa Joe, man. Like, he's just, he's so fun to watch. Like, I mean, one of the things that you mentioned is, is where Gravity's gonna do his move and then Joe moves out of the way. And obviously, we son, we've seen this before with Joe. But I loved it. I loved the fact that Joe did his little Gravity strun just to mock Gravity and Joe is just so fun, man. Like, this is why I'm so happy that he's in AEW. He gets to be himself. He gets to be, you know, the Samoan submission machine, Samoa effing Joe. 
Um, you know, he like that's another net match that I think is going to happen on All In. I don't know if you fellas watch ROH, but you know, Joe is really wanting to face Zack Saber Jr. at All In. Yeah. Um, I saw Zack Saber Jr. a couple of weeks ago, and if that, I'll, yeah, I'd, I'd buy tickets yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that match, I think, is going to happen, and you're going to see a banger of a match with the, with those two. Dave, um, do you agree? Zack Saber Jr. Samoa. Oh, absolutely, and they've set that up for a while. You know, that hasn't just come out of nowhere. Um, we don't feature Ring of Honor as much um, on this uh, on the podcast because there's so much wrestling that we already cover, um, but they've been building towards that. Um, I think Samoa Joe is just such an incredible performer um, and somebody that, re- I mean, he's, he's getting his flowers and I mean, he's getting a lot of, a lot of the plaudits now that he should have been getting for a long time. WWE um, were mad for letting him go, um, but I'm glad they did because we get to see him in AEW. Um, he'll have a great match at All In and he's you, you just know that that's, you know what you're going to get with him. You know, you're going to get a great match contender for match of the night every time this match on collision it was pretty short you can't say it was a match of the night contender um and i kind of feel for gravity a little bit because from the buzz of say if tony khan saying well you're going on dynamite and collision this week who are you facing pack and samoa joe i mean that's pretty daunting task um but again introduction to another character in gravity another great wrestler um and i'm glad he's part of aw as well yeah, for sure. Um, next on the list, here comes Punk with his red orange Cassidy bag. Um, and what's in the bag? Um, if you watch Kayfay commentaries on Sean Oliver, you get a totally different episode of what's in the bag. Um, but anyway, he decides it's the old AEW title, which he sprays black with an X on his back to do his pose. It make a few little references about children and he's an adult and he's better than you and calls out Ricky Starks. I cracked up at that, by the way. Just make just pretend you haven't heard from me yet. Runs out the back, music plays again, big pop, McGuinness on commentary. Fantastic. Yeah, really funny. Um, Dave, so because when initially Dave Punk was talking, he was like, Am I gonna be all in? This looks as if it was gonna happen at all in, but in fact. Now, I'm going to put my WWE hat on here. So, you know, um, coincidentally, <laughs> SummerSlam is next Saturday. And they've announced this match with Steamboat as the referee. Um, because Steamboat doesn't cheat. That's uh, so what Punk said. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Is it, it, I'm not saying have they just done that because it's SummerSlam, but do you think they needed a big fight feel going into it, knowing the competition they've got next week? I, I think the link back, I think, I, I don't know how long this was in the making, but it just seems like the perfect piece of the puzzle, you know, the perfect thing to do, the perfect guy to officiate this match, both from his kind of, he's uh, past, you know, with Ring of Honor and, and what's happened previously with Punk, um, but also just as, as they put off across on commentary, you know, he's just going to call it right down the middle, uh, he's the ultimate kind of baby face, um, you know, sticks to the rules type of performer. And yeah, I think this is actually, whether the timing, I don't know, maybe that's a coincidence, maybe not. Um, and yeah, originally it might have been a match that was planned for one of the two pay-per-views. Um, but again, 
I'm pretty sure Tony Khan has got his two cards and he's known what he wants to appear on those events a long time in advance. And again, it's just storyline things as to why he hasn't been able to announce anything any sooner. So maybe it was always the case it was going to be next week. Yeah, and it's a, I mean, what a great match to head. I mean, every week Collision has a match, Gary Joe. You look at the two out of three falls tag, you look at the, the opening week. There seems to be a running theme here. Differentiating Dynamite to Collision in so many ways, the presentation, the look and feel, even the match quality. Every sort of featured match has that big fight feel, and next week's going to be no different with that. Yeah, um, I'm going to turn this into a dad joke because that's what I do at work too. Um, this is absolute amazing um, for this next weekend. Um, one thing that I love about TK, what he does is, again, he listens to what's going on um, with whether people like it or not. AEW is perhaps the second biggest company in the world right now. Um, that could be a different debate for other people, but that's what I think. So what you need to do, you need to pull something out seven days in advance. And this storyline, again, that's what I love about Collision. The storytelling is just so good. Um, and I don't know who or what's going to happen with this match. I think we're going to see a swerve to this um, with a couple of uh, I swear. <laughs> my dad joke. My dad joke. I need one. Okay, that was good. That was good. Very good, Adam. <laughs> um, man, I I could see Ricky Steamboat actually not like I I kind of I kind of see some thing where Ricky Steamboat actually helps Ricky Starks win. Um, I I could see that. Um, you know, because if th this is what they're going to do is turning Ricky Stark's heel, which I don't think that's the best decision. Um, but let's say if that's what they want to do, have something where he's going to actually have Ricky Steamboat, you know, have him win. And then, you know, I guess what you actually made Ricky Starks into a really good solidified heel. You know, Starks to me has the tools of being somebody really good in his company. I don't know who turned the light switch on with TK within 2023 of pushing Ricky Starks into this type of role and position and this momentum. Because Ricky Starks, to me, honestly, before this hot momentum in 2023, I always saw Ricky as being one of the future pieces to AEW. And this is what I'm loving about with this show because it's highlighting them more it's making them look better um now let's talk about that segment i i kind of liked with cm punk you know spray painting the x it gave me nwo vibes not gonna lie um but it is cm punk gonna be the heel with all this because why are you spray painting the title man that comes off as heelish more than babyface and um again see this, this is what i love about this feud it's making you wonder um and the whole thing with ricky sharks saying oh you're gonna act like i never came out when you guys pointed that out that's one of the things that i wanted to point out but i'm glad that you guys brought it up because man that was that that was just so fun to watch um but yeah i mean you're just gonna put your you know put the pedal to the metal just continue with your show like it's a normal show you know, I don't think TK's intention is to make 
oh, well, we're going to beat them with viewership compared to SummerSlam. I don't think that's TK's mindset. I think he just wants to get the fans, you know, that just devote their time with AEW to actually realize, okay, we're going to put you on a damn good show no matter what. And yeah. I expect TK to make that show really, really good regardless. He will. Because of SummerSlam being that night. So. Yeah. He he will do that. Um, now yeah. I'm a. I, I, these guys are tremendous. Bullet Club Gold, um, the Detroit yeah. the Guns. Uh, they got Vikingo, Action Andre, Derek's mine. <laughs> they brought a cardboard cut out of Jay White. Um, very short match. Their entrance is probably one of the best entrances. I'm glad, although there was a bit of comedy with the um, the cutout that we saw a bit more of a serious side to the guns because the Bullet Club is a serious group, Dave. And I said last week that I felt that the guns were a little bit, not degrading of the group, but if this Bullet Club has always been such a serious, powerful group and you had these little kids basically in there that were kind of bringing down, the not say the maturity as such, but the, the, the overall group, but more serious ones tonight. And a quick win, but a, 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 a win quick enough that, Openly puts them over as one of the top teams in in uh, on Kalin. Yeah, um, it was telling as well that they picked up the victory with their finisher, <clears throat> the three three ten to human. Um, yeah. They've bulked up as well. They've obviously been spending a lot of time in the gym, and there yeah. was definitely more of an edge to them now that they've joined the Bullet Club. I thought this, like pretty much everything else on the show, was fantastic. And what I would say about Collision. If Collision was a pre-record, if it was recorded and it was a boxer, like a, a series like Game of Thrones, you'd be watching it. You'd be binge watching it, wouldn't you? You'd get to the end of like this week and you'd be straight on to the next week. And that's what good television should do. And just because it's wrestling, um, you, you know, and sports related, doesn't mean that you can't build a, a series like that. Um, it's it's When wrestling is at its best, it's how Collision is right now. So I think we should really make the most of it and long may it continue. Gary Joe, do we go Bullet Club Gold House of Black LFI at all in? I, I, I don't see that just yet. I think they're going to slowly, you know, get to that. Um, what I would love to see for all in, I would love to see Dave Finley and a couple people from the Bullet Club in New Japan go up against Bullet Club Gold. Um, like, because after all, Bullet Club was one of the biggest vocal points to the original All In um, back in 2018. So I I think that's what they should do. And I, I like that would be really cool to see. Um, would they do it? I think it's a possibility. I mean, obviously their relationship is so healthy with AEW New Japan. Um, that's what I would love to see. You know, Jay White, like the story, like the storytelling would be perfect. Yep. Like you guys kicked me out and all this and all that. And, um, that that's what I would like to see. But when it comes to that time, Adam, like Bullet Club Gold, LFI, and House of Black for a trios title match, I think my heart would be pacing out of my chest with excitement. <laughs> so <laughs> but that would be gold. <laughs> Yes, yes, let's not do that just yet. Um, Mercedes Martinez, Kira Hogan, really quick match. Uh, Mercedes Martinez picked up the win. Um, Mercedes kept the uh, Brass City stretch on the Statlander runs out, Nightingale runs out as well. 
Dave, are we is that the sea planted for Statlander versus Martinez? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think Mercedes Martinez as well. She she's very underrated, and we haven't seen a great deal of her in AEW. We've seen her, you know at times, and she's been in Ring of Honor a lot. Uh, I think she's exactly um, what we need on Collision, and if that's if it looks like the TBS title is perhaps going to be you know defended more on Collision, um, it's it's. There's no roster split when we like Darby Allen, for example, he appeared both on Dynamite and Collision. But certain guys seem to find a home on the show. And I think if Mercedes Martinez is to find a home on Collision, I think that would be an absolute great fit. Uh, you also have Willow, Willow Nightingale involved in this as well. Um, so again, like we spoke to earlier, spoke about earlier, there's so many talented wrestlers in this women's division, and now. Now I do really think we're going to get some good stories going into all in, going into all out, and again, like like I just said, long mate, continue because Collision is doing everything right right now. It is Gary Joe Willow Nightingale, another one off the crop list there of ta- extreme mm. talents. What does the future play out for her at the moment? Because she come out, that was a bit of you know that's a four in this. Are they thinking four way? Mm. You know, I mean. I don't think it's going to be a fatal four-way. Um, maybe a tag match is what they will do. Um, you know, who will Mercedes have? Um, personally, I think I know who they can bring in for being a Mercedes tag partner, if, that, that's, if that's what they do. This is one person that CM Punk has trust in. And again, CM Punk is part of creative with this show. And that would be none other than Serena Deeb. You know, yep. Serena Deeb would be perfect. Um, you know, her, uh, Serena Deeb and Mercedes has history. Um, so that that's what I would love to see, uh, personally. Um, as Statlander being, you know, on this show, um, again, like I said earlier, you need to involve the women more in some capacity. Um, so would I like to see this match with Mercedes and Statlander? Hell yes, just because, you know, this is what I love about Statlander's run, run right now. It's it's literally against legitimate opponents, and that's what I'm loving about this um, title run of hers. So, But yeah, I think it's definitely going to be Statlander and Mercedes. Um, I think that's going to be announced later in the week, and yeah, it will be a TBS title match with those two. Next, uh, next Saturday. Next Saturday. Brilliant. Uh, main event time. Uh, boy, oh boy, what a main event. It's FTR versus Better Than You, Baby, uh, MJF, Adam Cole. I mean, we're talking about suspense, and you really honestly didn't know what way this was going to go, and that's why I really loved the match. You knew the winners will be taking on Brian Cage and Big Bill next, next week, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we didn't know what way it was going to go. Um, there was a Right at the end, FDR did pick up the win. I think MJF um, slightly messed up. He was apologetic there, and it looked like he was going to do the heel turn. Didn't happen. They hugged it out. Dave, are they setting this up for a bigger heel turn? Maybe even all in now. The, this main event and the aftermath was absolutely perfection. Perfect. It was perfection. It was. It was. Man, it's why I'm a wrestling fan. 
Um, it's the type of stuff, and I mean the whole story and the whole build, but it's the type of stuff that I go back to my brothers who who watch wrestling now and again, but they don't watch it like I do. And some of my friends, I say, you need to see this. You need to watch this match. You need to like recap what has happened in this story as to you know what led us to this point. Oh, it was. I can't gush over it any more than that, I suppose. <laughs> but it, FTR, we really need to. Um, really be grateful for how good a team they are um we we're in years to come when ftr aren't, aren't wrestling anymore we'll be kind of referencing them and going back to some of the great matches they've had i mean just some of the great matches they've had on collision like in the past six weeks um but this was up there and what i love as well is the fact that big bill we we spoke about this on dynamite uh, and i wasn't aware that big bill and um, and Brian Cage were going to pick up the win, but that's where, who I wanted to, because that added a, another element of intrigue. Because Cole and MJF had beat them in the run-up, you were thinking, well, surely, you know, that's that's where we're going. Um, so, but then you're thinking, no, FTR aren't going to drop the titles. So it was perfect. It could have gone either way. Um, the one move that I really wanted to point out, I know uh, Gary Joe's probably got more to add on it, Um but the tombstone reversals and then into the super kick, into the bounce off the rope and the roll up, I just thought that was sublime. Um, excellent match by all competitors. But more impressive, I think, is the story. Um, but Gary Joe, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll head over to you. Take it away and finish off, Gary Joe, please. I'll try to make this a, <clears throat> a very big grand finale, I guess. Um, now, I. I don't know what it is um, about FTR. Uh, this is the FTR that we wanted to see. This is why Dax and this is why Cash, this is why I firmly believe why they resigned with AEW because of matches like this. Um, because every, like for the last few weeks, it, it's between a four and five star match. It's just out of this world. Um, and the whole thing with Adam Cole. And uh, MJF, I'm not going to lie. I was thinking to myself, they're really going to pull the trigger. They're really going to make them win the titles, aren't they? Um, and obviously, that did not happen. One thing that I absolutely love, 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 is the post-match. I'm thinking, man, they're really going to split. Man, this, this sucks. It is what it is. I was watching I through my hands. I was, I was legit <laughs> doing this, watching it. I was like... Don't do it. But <laughs> I was like, he's going to do it. But that's what I love about it, Dave, is, man, it. this is what AEW needs, and it's working, and that is the cliffhangers. And that is how you properly book, is you're going to get people more invested. You're going to have collision get talked about. Uh, AEW as a whole as well, and that benefits AEW when you do cliffhangers like that. And, I mean, even after the show went off the air, a few of my friends went to that show. You know, they were drinking tequila and yeah. they were eating pizza in the ring. Um, MJF, this, this is what I love about this storyline. What's next for MJF now? Is he going to be the face? I say yes. Adam Cole, I think he's the one that's going to turn heel on MJF. Um, just because, you know... We got this thing where MJF keeps saying, well, the bending war 2024, we're on out of here. 
he's resigned. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to be blunt as could be with that. I really believe he resigned, and I think he's going to be perhaps one of the biggest baby faces going forward. Um, you know, and the whole thing with Roderick Strong, I said a couple weeks ago, I could see, you know, Roderick Strong, you know, coming out to Adam Cole's aid, you know, because of the betrayal. I don't see that happen, you know. I just, the swerve that I see is, no, not Swerve Strickland, Adam. I <laughs> definitely see Adam Cole turning heel. Um, Adam Cole as a heel to me, it's been most of his career. It's worked for him. It's been a beneficial for him. Yeah, people would be like, but Adam Cole is more of a face. Did you watch his NXT run? Did you see his Ring of Honor run? Way better as a heel. Um, so I think that's what they should do. This match, I don't think should happen all out, at All Out. I think it should happen at All In. When you're hearing, it's it's going to be no-brainer. Over 80,000 fans in that arena, just not arena, stadium, explode um, with a lot of shocked faces. Um, not saying have MJF lose the title. But I think after the post-match, again, that's where you see maybe a handshake. Then Roddy just says, no, no, no. And then there you go. Have Adam Cole turn heel right now. But not all I know is what a collision easily. I, I, I don't know. Every time I say, well, this show was better than last week. The one before that was better. Collision is where it's at. Um, that's not taken away from Dynamite. I think Dynamite's pretty good. But some of the predictable formats that happen on Dynamite compared to Collision where I feel Collision's more unpredictable. And that is how you book a show. So kudos to TK, Dax Harwood, Brian Danielson, <laughs> uh, Phil Brooks, just just everybody that's making this show every single Saturday is officially my new favorite day of the week. It's no longer Wednesday, and I'm just saying. Saturday. Sorry if that was a little too far winded, David Adam, but nope. I wanted to make that it a perfect Hollywood positivity. So <laughs> that was a perfect way to end, and it does show that Saturday night is all right for fighting. Um, well, let's. Well, we always do scores, Dave. Oh. So you was talking about the perfect way to end. You are going to end the show how you normally do, as long as you can remember what you do. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm scoring Collision 9 out of 10 this week. Uh, to be honest, I could have scored it a 10, but I just know, I know that AW always find a way to top what they do, um, whether that's Collision, whether that's pay-per-views. So 9 out of 10 for me. Gary, Joe, what, do you, what have you made it this week? So, as I uh, shared last night on Honor of the Elite, I'm going to give it still an 8.5 out of 10. I'm going to give it a B plus. I would have given it an A- if the women's match was stronger. But um, other than that, I think this collision was better than last week. It, it just blows my mind, man. It was. And I, I also gave it an 8.5. Best show of the week for me uh, was Collision anyway, out of everything we've watched. But Dave, well, obviously, Gary, Joey, thank you so much for coming on. But we always end AEW with our good friend, the cleaner, Dave Robinson. Can you please bid us all adieu? It's time to bid you all adieu. Mwah! Goodbye and good night.
Bang. Stay safe. Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out the Hitting the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hitting the Turnbuckle podcast.